because it was very exciting for me and I was like oh I'm I've got this thing that no one else has around me because everyone's like oh footy season's over <laughs> and I'm like guys you can still you can still get excited like we've like let me tell you about the hot toddies this is totally obsessed with Dan Deboe talking to interesting people about that interesting thing that interests them. Hello, welcome to another episode of Totally Obsessed with Dan DeBooth. It's my podcast where I sit down with people who are creative and interesting. And I ask, what interests you? What gets your creative juices up? What do you go deep on? What, if someone said to you, just talk to me about your passion for 30 minutes straight, what would you choose? And then I let them do exactly that. This week, my guest is Stacey Gagoulis. You can hear him on Triple J on Weekend Breakfast. And you can also see his artwork, which is fantastic, uh, on Instagram at Stacey Gagoulis. That's S-T-A-C-Y-G-O-U-G-O-U-L-I-S. Maybe I'm a little biased, though, because Stacey and I have been friends uh, for a few years now. And um, I did notice that on the calendar coming up very soon is the Champions League final. And I knew that Stacey was a big fan of Tottenham Hotspur who are one of the teams in the final. Uh, It's at 5am Sunday Australian time, in a few days' time. Tottenham versus Liverpool. And by the end of this chat, I kind of felt like I should have gotten a Liverpool fan on as well because Stacey is so passionate about Tottenham Hotspur that I can't even imagine supporting a team that isn't them. Like, I'm sorry. Like, if you're a huge fan of Liverpool and you listen to this and you're like, the guy's an idiot, Tottenham Hotspur are evil... Well, that just comes down to how great a bloke Stacey is because he won me over, but also how deep his passion is and also how recent. You can hear him explain how he chose this team, the process he went through, how it has developed his life. We compare it a bit with um, my recent conversion over the last few years to following AFL obsessively. And if you have any interest in football, soccer at all, then this will be a fantastic thing to listen to because it'll catch you right up so you can watch the game on Sunday and be across everything, all the storylines, all the players, at least half anyway. A fun fact about um, Tottenham Hotspur that Stace and I were talking about after we recorded the podcast, uh, this is a good quiz night one, is that they're named after... Sir Harry Hotspur, which makes them the only English Premier League team to be named after a Shakespeare character. Because in addition to him being a real-life, olden days person, he was also in Henry IV Part One by Shakespeare. And the team they beat to get into this game was Ajax, A-J-A-X, Ajax, who is in the Iliad. So it was a character from the Iliad, Versus a character from Shakespeare. Isn't that interesting? Sorry if you've tuned out. Um, probably did a disservice to Stacey there. Stace has also said to get in touch with him if you are an Aussie Hotspur fan. He's always on the lookout for more. 
you'll hear in this story, he loves to talk about it. So if you're looking for someone in Australia to talk about this team with, he's your guy. I guess Instagram, I guess that'd be a good as good a way of any to get in contact with him at Stacey Gagoulis on Instagram and you get to see his art as well. All right, here we go. This is Totally Obsessed with Dan DeBoof. My guest this week, Stacey Gagoulis and the obsession, Tottenham Hotspur. Currently obsessed with the hot toddies, the Tottenham Hotspurs of the English Premier League. Okay, and um, I know this about you. Yes, I've known this, and um, I, I sent you a message. I said, "Get over here, yeah. record a podcast before the big dance." This now, is the week. so this is the week, mm. and you'll be getting up, and you'll be you'll be watching it, obviously. Well, yeah, I just I happen to be up at that time anyway because. I uh, work early on the weekends, and so uh, I'll be watching the first half before work, and the second half I'll be pushing some buttons while I uh, try to also keep an eye on the game. You can't automate Triple J for an hour and a (laughs) half or something? Actually, my boss is also a... um, Hot Tottenham Hotspur fan, <laughs> yeah, Tottenham Hotspur <laughs> fan, and I found this out when I, I saw that he'd liked a, a picture on Instagram from the Tottenham Hotspur account. Not and stalking your boss or anything. No, like I just saw, I was just like, oh, I was liking that. And, you know, uh, it yes, comes up the, with the, the similar person, yeah, 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 someone similar to you. And I was like, oh my god! So I messaged him. I was like, are you a hottie toddy? And <laughs> And he, he was like, yeah, so we, we discuss it every... He lives in Sydney and I'm in Melbourne and he... So we um, often will share a text after a game, particularly after a pretty exciting game. But after the last game, which was one of the... I'm just going to say one of the best games of all time. Yeah, I watched the um, condensed sort of... Uh, the mini-match. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I was like, far out, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, well, do you want to explain what happened in the game? In that game? Yeah. How much time do we have? <laughs> I've given this rundown, I think, three times. And what, how many? What like? What's the small, medium, and large? I mean, I guess I've never tried to do it small because I've, I've <laughs> when I when I've done it, it's been almost as long as the mini match because the form like, has to match I've the content. Yeah. It out and I've and also like as a kind of joke of how long can I? Because it was like I told my sister this story. I told and then my whole family was together. And I was like, let me tell you again. Yeah, and so I had to tell it again and it was almost like an exercise of like how long can i hold your attention with this story because none of them are interested in it yeah so how can well, i that's good because <laughs> yeah. you know who knows who's listening to this podcast yeah. <laughs> so let me break it down for you <laughs> it's the second leg of a two-leg series mm-hmm. that's the way that these finals work you play a home game and you play you an play away, away game. game a key point is away goals are worth more than a home goal. So it's like if you if 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 I beat you one home, one nil and you're home, yeah. then you have to come and score uh Well what about we, what, we, what about we play it out with the example of Tottenham of this Hotspur? Game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great idea. <laughs> so what happens first leg Tottenham home ground. I won't go into the details, but basically 
uh, Ajax, who is the team that we're playing from the Netherlands, who are a young, plucky side themselves. Yep. Very exciting. Everyone's got... Um, they, they'd come, they'd just beaten Real Madrid, they'd beaten Bayern Munich, I think. And so they were the hot. They were on a hot streak and everyone was talking them up and mm-hmm. everyone was getting excited. And they, uh, they came to our home territory and beat us and two goals to one. So we had to then go away and, um, and beat them and beat them by more than, no, cause we had a away goals. Mm. So they had two away goals. So we had to beat them by at least one goal. And, um, so we start the game and it's like the atmosphere is electric. They have a lot of home fans. We've actually got a really good relationship with Ajax. Got a lot of their players in the past and like had good deals with them. But that doesn't matter because yeah, it's, it's all on the line. It's all on the line. The big dance in the sights. And they come out and just uh, they come out pretty hot. We, we're playing all right. But they come out and they get a quick goal like five or six minutes in and you're like, oh, God, this is going to be really difficult because yeah. now we have to score three goals. Yep. They um, then get, like, 30 minutes in. We're, like, working our way into the game. They have a quick rebound. Bang. They kick an amazing goal. We're yeah. two goals down. And you're like, oh, my God, this is yeah. a nightmare. It's over. Let's watch out the game oh. and try to, like, be sad together because I had a couple of friends over that I had gotten into the Tottenham Hotspurs. We'll get to that, I'm sure. So the, uh, we're two goals out at halftime. Like the only chance we have is a quick goal after halftime and then we can, um, you know, try to make amends. And what happens? Exactly that. 55 minutes into the game, um, a long ball comes into Lucas Mora. We made a couple of changes at halftime. Okay. One was bringing on a big man. Fernando Llorente, who is the second, like our second striker. Yeah. So that's right. the other thing. I had a lot of injuries. So Fernando Llorente is like replacing Harry Kane, which is probably Massive, yeah. the most fa- our most famous player. Mm. And so he comes on. The plan becomes hoof it to Llorente. And he is playing on like a 19-year-old superstar, like their captain, Ajax, is captain, who's like, everyone's like, big future for this kid okay um uh delict is his name and but we put on our 34 year old <laughs> juggernaut juggernaut <laughs> big boy and the plan is like hoof it to him he just like out muscles the kid imagine playing on a 19 year old yeah. like no matter how good they are you're like you're 19 <laughs> yeah. i'm 33 like if yeah. i i've I should you should have some wiles on him at least on this kid. <laughs> that poor kid. Anyway, yeah. he's a superstar in the anyway, making, so good on him. Good on him. Yeah. Let's not give him too much sympathy. He's gonna be fine. Yeah. Um but every time it was just like tossing him aside and Urente was bringing it down, holding mm. the ball up, and then our speedy midfield our speedy forwards, Lucas Moore and, and Hyun Ming Song were like zooming past. And all of a sudden there was some energy. Fifty five minutes in, Lucas Mora gets one of these balls at the top, zips it in. And we are, all of a sudden, there's a sniff. A sniff yeah, of hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you still, there's we still, still a need to massive score, task We need to you. score three goals. Yeah. Yeah, because we need... Against our, the runner players. Yeah. Well, well, maybe you kind of got it back, but yeah. Yeah, because they scored two away goals, so we mm. need to score three away goals. And it's like, 
that's I don't think that's ever been done in a semi final of the Champions League before. Like to come back from that deficit, mm. and the uh, seventy minutes in, uh, another of these quick ones, and guess who's on the end of it again? Urente brings it down, and uh, zipping past is Lucas Moura. Slips another one in, and all of a sudden it's two two in this game. And the world is electric. Everything's on fire. We, yep. got tw- we got like 30 minutes to bring this home. The game ticks over and ticks on. We have a couple of good chances. They have a couple of good chances that they miss. There's a moment in the 90, 90th minute where we cross it in and Jan Vertonghen, um, who was a former Ajax player, yeah, gets on the end of it and heads it into the crossbar. And you're like, oh my God, that was our chance. It's over. Your stomach starts. You start preparing yourself for the loss, like the disappointment, the things where you don't want to be too disappointed at the end of the game. Then we're in overtime. The 90, so like in injury time. Yeah. In the 90, we have five minutes of injury time. This is the last play of the game. No doubt about it. It's the 95th minute. And one of our players in the back line, Danny Rose, gets it nutmegs the kid that means yeah. it goes through his legs yeah, yeah. slips it through his legs hoofs it downfield Urente's on the end of it gets it out to Deli Alley running past who then just quickly slips it through and Lucas Mora is running in and there's two defenders converging on him and the clock is ticking down and he needs to get a foot on it first time Yeah, and he just gets there ahead of the defenders slips it into the bottom corner of the net and the world is on fire. Oh, everything goes mad. It's like that was literally the last kick. Yeah, of the right. Game. Yeah. Whatever happened. How is that possible? Like, oh. how is that possible? And that's why you love sports. <laughs> it's so true, isn't it? It's once you actually get into, like, you go deep on a sports team and you get into it, you just realize why it's so important. Like, Oh yeah, the because I mean something you've been doing recently as well, like the, with the with Eagles. AFL, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's only been the last, not even four years of my life. Yeah, and the experiences and the moments and like just seeing like the stories, the oh, friendships, the friends you make along the way, the friends you make along the <laughs> way. Um, and so I guess well, you're chasing a similar thing. Like when did you okay. first come to Tottenham Hotspur? Yeah. So I've been an Eagles fan for my entire life. You know, I love footy, been a member for 20 years or something with yeah. my dad. And so, but, but for some reason last year, um, I stepped up my fandom a little bit and that was by, we've been playing fantasy footy for a few years, Yeah, yeah. but I was like, someone pitched getting Foxtel as a as a like a, a chip in, you know we get one subscription between a few yeah. of us so um so that we can watch the footy and i was like you know what yeah i might watch some more footy and also it ties in with the discovery of um a, f- a football dedicated radio station that we have in melbourne that i didn't yeah. realize i've never had before so all of a sudden like, i'm getting more football and not just Eagles football, but I'm starting to appreciate the broader spectrum of it and the other stories and other teams. And so I'm listening to football radio. I've got Foxtel. I'm watching like AFL 360 and the, the talk yeah, shows about yeah. football. 
And I'm like just getting into football in general more because now I'm also paying attention for fantasy football. And, and it's just also like, co- <clears throat> it's yeah. also coincided with the um, fantastic season that the West Coast Eagles had last year as well. Well, they started off strongly, yeah. yeah. And I was like, all right, like so very very excited by that. Mm. And then, of course, all builds up to a huge crescendo. 2018 premiers. We don't need to talk about it. We're all aware um, how it ended, but the season ended. Yeah. And I had all of this energy that I'd put it into oh, this. I've been okay. listening to radio. I've been listening to podcasts. I've been consuming all of this content around AFL. And I've got all this... this Pent like, up sort of energy. Yeah. Potential to, energy. Yeah. I need to put it somewhere. And so like I, I sat down and I had a like a logical think about it. I was like, well, I mean, I can just cool off and wait six months or what if I got into another sport and what is that sport going to be now did you think of NBA because that's what a lot of our friends like a lot of our mutual friends are all NBA kind of people yeah I I thought about it and I kind of flirted with it I toyed Mm. with it but what it lacked was someone um, and I and I put this out there I was like does anyone want to take me under their wing and bring me on board their journey. And you were denied. <laughs> and I was denied. Like people were like, yeah, yeah, cool. Like come over, watch a game sometime. I was like, but that never, that. No, I'm concrete... talking about a wing and a journey. Yeah. Here. Like yeah. <laughs> that, that never, ca- that never came. Like no one was like, here's why you got to love it. Yeah. Okay. And that's what I want. I want the story to mm-hmm. get in. So I kind of had to go out and find that story for myself. And I did realize that I actually had a ready-made interest in soccer because okay. For the last three or four years, and I know you had him on your podcast, but Dean Thomas. Oh, yes. Yeah. We came and talked about FIFA. That is actually, that is a previous episode. Yes. You can listen to that one. Dean Thomas, FIFA. (laughs) And he, uh, so he got me on board playing FIFA on PlayStation, playing video games. And so it was um, a case of like spending, I started spending a lot of time with Dean, spending time at his house and he was playing FIFA a lot and I would join in, but I wasn't any good. So I was like, screw this. Like, I, if I'm going to be spending all this time here, I'm going to get good at this um, so I can take it to you. And um, so I had this knowledge, more of a knowledge of how soccer worked as opposed yeah. to NBA. And I kind of knew the teams and stuff. So I was like, I was reminded when I thought, okay, it's going to be soccer. It's yeah. going to be EPL. What's the team? And... I knew I had to have a team for to funnel the passion into. I yeah, couldn't just yeah. be an objective Absolutely. observer. Um, so I thought back to a conversation I'd had a couple of years ago with this guy in Perth, and he was a soccer fan, but he went for another team. And I was like, if you, because I, I must have been flirting with a foray into soccer even at that time. It's always been hazily <laughs> on the yeah. agenda. Yeah, it's like. It's like one of those things where you look back and it could it have played out any Joining other way. the dots in reverse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I had this conversation. I remembered back to it and I, I asked something like, oh, if you could choose what team you would go for now, who would you choose? And he kind of said Tottenham Hotspur was a team I'd never heard of at the time, really. And I was like, oh, why? And he laid out a few reasons. I thought that was quite good. So when it came time to looking into it, I was like, I had that in the back of my mind. And then that stuff turned out to be true, which was that they've got this uh, coach that everyone loves who has united this team that hasn't won anything Mm. in 
50 since 1961 was the last time they won the English league yeah and they haven't won anything in a long time that was a thing I didn't want to like jump on board someone that was like already super successful like yeah a, that's it yeah I, it's kind of the same like you look at someone like um, you know Manu or something and you kind of go is that the best I could come up with yeah 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 so like those ones Man United Chelsea Liverpool yeah. I'm and like, they've got great players like I love Paul Pogba I yeah. love N'Golo Kante like you know but I'm like you love the know. French players. Well, pretty much. Because no, that's, that, that's me. Like, yeah. I spent last year, while we were watching the Eagles win the Premiership, I was watching France win the World Cup at yeah. the same time. And that was amazing. And um, I was similar. I was like, oh, maybe I should follow, you know, someone. But And even like, you know, like I follow PSG on Instagram to see every week how many goals Mbappe kicks, right? <laughs> but it's just, it kind of just rings a bit hollow because they're such a business. They're such a yeah. overpowered team. Well, there's a few teams like that, Manchester City yeah. and PSG, that have just had basically countries, like foreign countries or foreign... Yeah. <laughs> like, like, uh, yeah, it's all the Middle invest, Eastern money and yeah, yeah, yeah. This money into it and they're kind of... Yeah, and, and particularly in France because there's... PSG is like so far above all the other teams it kind of makes for quite a boring league yeah absolutely um, so they just win all the time uh, so they I wanted lost, to... they lost one game not so long ago <laughs> and they, it was because they didn't have Neymar and they didn't have like you know all like Cavani, Cavani. yeah 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 they uh, that's quite a funny story as well with PSG trying to win the Champions League because yeah. that's what they're trying to do yeah and they just keep falling over it hurdles and the more well, one of the people one of the storylines is is them dominating the french league like almost not good practice when it yeah, comes to the champions 100%. league they don't have the uh we should say the champions league is oh, like yeah. if you sort of take each individual league and put the best teams of those into another league like it's fantastic mm. and following a sport like afl which is purely in one country like you, the mind boggles at this idea that it could happen in all these other countries. I was just thinking about this the other day yeah. about AFL, particularly how good it is as a game. I was like, imagine if the world, everyone in the world, oh. played this game, and how good the players would be. Because when you have that big pool, like, and and oh. all the different countries developing their own styles, like how cool that would be. Um, It'd be bonkers, and how quickly Australia would get just beaten annihilated game. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I don't know. We're competitive in some things. I don't know. I'd like to think we'd remain competitive in AFL for a for few years a, a anyway. Few years yeah, still to come <laughs> until like LeBron changes <laughs> over or something. Anyway, so you yeah. you decided on this this team. This team. So they were a good team. I wanted to like have some excitement, so like that we were you know yeah, they would exactly. win some games. Yeah. I didn't want to be like at the bottom of the Premier League or. Um, you know, in fear of getting relegated yeah. down. And I was like, oh, that's too much hassle for someone just jumping on board. Like, I want to have some success. So I chose Tottenham Hotspur, who have the last few years been finishing top four in the Premier League, but before that were not good at yeah, all. Okay. Like, it's just this last few years that they've had this build under this new manager, Maurizio Pochettino. Great. And he, the more you get to see Poch, the more beautiful a man he becomes. He is just like so. So these are the reasons. Let me take you under my wing, yeah, 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 yeah. and get you on board. All right, <laughs> this hot train. So, Poch came in a few years ago and started building a team based on 
like passion and skill and dedication, mm-hmm. mainly dedication. So he got rid of players that, that didn't want to be there, that didn't want to try hard enough. And he started doing what I don't think at the time any other top team was doing, which was routinely bringing in players from the academy, from their youth academy, okay. bringing them up and allowing them to play in the big leagues and giving them space to grow and develop. Not only that, but he was taking players he had and mentoring them and improving them as players. So you get these coaches come in from places and they're like, you're not good enough. They would buy players. They'd be yeah. like, bye, bye, bye. Um, I want just to create the best team. He was actually coaching them and creating this team himself from the ground up. That's where you get Harry Kane comes in. And this oh. is where the like the story comes starts coming together. He was a fan of Tottenham from a young age. He went into the Arsenal Academy, who is the couldn't be more of a bad guy in this situation arsenal in general okay like arsenal are tottenham's like number nemesis, one yeah. nemesis and it goes back 100 100 years brilliant um and so harry kane got kicked out of the arsenal academy at like age 10 or something like ridiculous yeah. you know that you're just like now nah, you're not good enough kid at like that age yeah hasn't even gone through puberty yeah yet. no <laughs> hope yeah. and um and then he comes into Tottenham Hotspur, works his way up and starts getting these games, becomes quickly like one of the best strikers in the league and um, and really makes his mark. And people are like, oh, is this a one-season wonder? But no, he's like kept growing, kept mm. growing. And he's only like 25 now. But that was, you know, the, this spirit of bringing youth players through. Not only that, but they all the the so the, each team has like you know the main team, and then they've got like an under twenty threes team, and a juniors team, and an academy team, and Poch got them all playing the same game style, oh. so that when they come up from yeah, the other can, team, they, they know like their role, they know their role yeah. and they slot in. Yeah, and so he just built this team, and the and. The way, like, everyone in the team seems lovely. In the same way that the Eagles of last year, yeah. you're just like, they're all lovely. All, like, young dads. Yeah. yeah. They're, yeah. They ju- they're just like, oh, they, they just seem like nice people. Yeah. Um, and and that's, like, very attractive. And they play a nice brand of football, like an attacking style that is exciting to watch. And you get the bonus of then they they don't have any money. <laughs> like they're not one of these rich clubs that is funding everything from overseas interests. Yeah. Okay. They are like one of, they spend the least, like one of the least money of anyone in the premier league. And so they are, um, yeah, it's the spirit around it. That is, it was exciting. The personnel they had in place, the coach and just the, a classic sport term, the way they go about it. Yeah. <laughs> Love the way he goes about it. Um, so that so that was enough for me to be like, okay, I'm in. And I put my chips into Tottenham Hotspur. And that was at the start of the year? The start of the year. And yeah. you've been inducting people in since then? Yeah, so since then, like, so basically like telling this story that like... Uh, so, so I... Because it was very exciting for me. And I was like, oh, I'm... I've got this thing that no one else has around me because everyone's like, oh, footy season's over. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, you can still you can still get excited. Like we've like, let me tell you about the hot toddies. Um, and so I, t- I told them this, and I like, come w- watch a game. And so far, I've I've brought along 
uh, our good friend Matt Saraceni, our yep. good friend Michael Burke. Yep. And the, uh, probably I would say the two most enthusiastic or, I don't know, incredulous. Like people they are, they people are, that are the most willing to go along with things. Yeah, they are. They're um, in for a penny, in for yeah, a pound kind yeah. of guys. Yeah. And so all I had to do was give them a little Correct. pitch, a little, sniff, a little yeah. nudge. In fact, the soft sell would have worked better. Like, oh, oh, did I leave that brochure lying around? <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah, it was... Uh, it was so that was that added to it as well. Really nice to have a couple of friends on board yes. so we can talk about it and have our little hot to tot message thread going. Um, talk about it, watch games together, which is huge. And the the it just built and it just happened that the team this year has been doing better than any other year. So it was like it felt like a great time to be involved, but also I feel like I. I can still say like I got in before. Just it was, pre-bandwagon? Yeah, yeah. just pre-bandwagon because yeah. there'll be a lot of... So we're in the Champions League final as we described before. It's the European final. Like it's mm. all of the, the top four teams from all the big European leagues get together and play. And it's a long series. It runs the whole year and you play, um, you know, every few weeks against an, another opponent in the group stages and then through to the big tournament. It's So it's... It's like that's like the World Cup fix mm. in the way that it's laid out. So that's yeah, you can kind of get the excitement of the World Cup every year by following a team in the Champions League. So let's talk about the game that's coming up this Saturday. This is the final. Unlike the build-up, it's just a one-off game. So there's and where is it? It's in Madrid. Um, which is decided ahead of time. Ah, okay. So it's so, a neutral ground. Yeah. Because it's no, no, well, not necessarily because it's decided ahead of time. So if Madrid oh, that's true. was yeah. in it, then they would just yeah, have right. this home game. Um, so I, I don't know how they work it out. I, I don't know if it's bidding for it. I thought, like, I just assumed that it was in the hometown of the team that won it last year because Madrid won it last year. Okay. But that's not but true. But that's not true. Um. Yeah. Um, and so, and and it's the first time in maybe over a decade that two English teams have been in this final. So uh, it's Liverpool, Tottenham, and Tottenham uh, and Liverpool have had an amazing season. They came runner-up in the Premier League. Uh, they, but they, but like by the smallest margin that's ever been, like ever, like they came second with a record total of points. They only lost wow. one game in the year, and they came second. Uh, which is unreal. Yeah, that's bonkers. And so they're kind of out for blood and they want this to be like their big trophy. They also have history in Europe. So they've won the Champions League or the European League like the, like five or times or something. Mm-hmm. They're like, other than Real Madrid and some other big European teams, they're the ones that have won the most. So this is... this. Um, David and Goliath. Yeah, the young much. upstart versus the established elite. Yeah, they are the elite in the European competition, and Tottenham has never won the Champions League, or have they won a European title before it was called the Champions League in like the okay. 60s or 70s yeah. or something? They were, I think, the first English team to do so to win the European League. Um, but since then, there's <laughs> been a pretty dry spell, and they haven't won anything despite the project that I was talking about under Maurizio Pochettino. Yep. They actually haven't won anything in the last five years. Ah, so it could be the um you know, the the great work that has yeah. never panned out. Yeah, to exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like 
so there's pressure building on Pochettino because he's done such this amazing job to get them up into the top four regularly to get into those Champions yep. League places to play so Europe. This is the moment, and we've gone a little yeah, bit okay. further every year, yeah. and a little oh. bit further every year. And when we went, when we were in the semi-finals, like that was the first time we've been into semi-finals, and now it's the first time we're in the final, and it's um, it sounds so like if you don't win, everyone will go. That's okay. You yeah, gave it a really good guy. Yeah, but like at the same time, it's like if you do win, everyone would go. Whoa. Yes, yeah. And if you don't win, there's no guarantee. Like Liverpool were in the final last year; they didn't win, but they were there, and they're kind of thereabouts. Yeah. Whereas, like, it feels like if we don't win this year, there's no this guarantee that yeah. we're going to get there again next year or in in, in the coming years. And okay. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. Who knows what will happen, but. It's there's a, a lot riding on this, and it's um, yeah, it's it's very exciting. What are we watching out for in the game from both teams? Who are the players? What are they going to do? Mm. So, both teams like will take the game on, they're not gonna sit back and kind of um, allow the other team to kind of have possession and okay. then try to play on the counter attack. They are going to, but they are both lethal on counter attack because we've got both teams have speed demons. I'd say Liverpool probably has more of uh, like a, an, a known attacking threat with Sadio Mane um, and uh, Mo Salah, Mohamed Salah, okay, on each side, and then um, Robert Firmino. So their front three is like lethal and a renowned front three. Yeah, okay. Um, our front three is Harry Kane. Yep. Um, and he, Highest goal scorer of the World Cup, if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. He won the Golden Boot of yeah. the World Cup. Yeah, for England. Um, he's the English captain. He is... So So he was, he's been out for the last two months with an ankle injury. So okay. this is where things get a little spicy. So ah. he hasn't played a game for two months and he's been racing to get ready for this moment. And I think he will be ready, but will he start... Will he start on the bench? He is like... Because we've got this far without him, in a way. Like, Yeah, so he might come in and muck it all up. Well... <laughs> the look like, on your face, like, don't yeah, you maybe. dare say that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just an interesting thing, because, you know, like, Lucas Moura kicked a hat-trick yeah. in that semi-final. No one... Like, he is, like, one of five players to ever have done that. And the first player from Brazil. The first player from Brazil. And it's Lucas Moura. Have you ever heard of Lucas Moura? No. How can you, like, drop someone that... So Harry Kane comes in. Does Lucas Moura go out? Because he is the one that has had more of an opportunity now that when Harry was injured. So that alone will be a story. When the teams teams are announced, it'll be like... like, And Poch said this in a press conference, like, yesterday or the day before. It was like, yep. Everything is going to hang on this decision. Do I do I start Harry? Uh, if 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 I, if I if I start him and he plays well, everything goes great. Whatever decision I make, if it goes great, that's amazing. I'm a genius. If it goes wrong, <laughs> yeah, I'm an idiot. I'm an yeah. idiot. That was a shit choice. And you flip a coin. Yeah, yeah, far out. Oh. So it was fun to hear a coach like kind of admit that too. Be yeah. like, there's here's a choice. I don't know which way it's going to go. Um, but all I can do is make my decision and kind of trust in my players. And that is a beautiful thing that he does. He always trusts in his players, always backs them to the hilt. 
Like you should see the joy on Fernando Llorente's face. <laughs> the second, like our backup striker who never gets to play. Yeah. Harry Kane is a hat trick in the semi final. Yeah. If he's like, when he comes in and scores, he's like, it's so exciting that like how much like Poch believes in these players. And he always says it is always like my players are superheroes. And you're like, I, the love that is palpable there is part of what makes this great. So, like, no matter what, all of those players are going to get a hug from Poch at the end of the game. <laughs> and, a, and a hug from the other side of the world from yeah, Stacey Gagoulas. And a virtual it hug. It sucks that you can't know the result because then you could just, like, dedicate your whole Triple J show to it. <laughs> well, I will. Not, like, I'll know at 7 a.m. Have so. you got... Yeah, so you have three hours to know, either be really sad or be really happy. <laughs> so you're going to watch the first half, but yeah. then follow along. You're not going to try and block it out. No, I'm not going to try and block it okay. out. Okay, I won't be able to because yeah. even if I, even if I like, what? Well, I'll just be wondering what happened yeah. in the second half, or like, I won't be wondering because the news reader will come on and be like, "Guess who won the Champions League?" <laughs> That's true League? as well. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> or I mean, people like, will just flood the text line. Yeah, with it. yeah. Actually, maybe you shouldn't have spoken publicly about, about it before this. the game. That's fine. Oh, what? Okay, I'm just going to ask you. Yes. What's the final score line going to be? Oh, uh, okay. I haven't actually thought about it. Like, I can't, I have to go for Tottenham. Um. So, but like, it's hard not to see Liverpool scoring. So, let's say two-one Tottenham. Well, the big game is on Saturday. Big game. Uh, I feel like I should have got a uh, Liverpool fan as well, just to sort of balance it out. I feel no, like no, if anyone no, no, follows no, no. Liverpool, they'll be listening to this, being like, "Ah, oh, well, Liverpool have a great story too, you idiot." Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they do. <laughs> <laughs> but who can be bothered to I'm sure they're great but I'm they're sure going to get fine. destroyed yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thanks Stace thank you so much Totally Obsessed with Dan DeBooth is pretty much made entirely by me Dan DeBooth except for the music which is by Caleb Garfinkel and the artwork which is by David Ferrier and Joe Kutry. 